Hey there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So hi again, you guys. Always a pleasure to come together with you here for another week of incredible interviews, highlighting these stories from individuals who I feel you guys will really, really appreciate because they are just like you. And as I always say, please, if you have any feedback, leave me a review, send me an email, or if you're interested in being on the show yourself, please feel free to click the link in my bio and click the link in the show description here and submit your story. I would love to hear it. So with that, you guys know I don't like to give too much about who the guest is today, but I will say as usual, I chatted with this individual um, ahead of time. I really like what they had to say. And they also, we aligned on sort of the message of motivation and um, sort of the platform of sharing. So with that, hey there, Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. So like I said, we chatted a little bit before the show. Um, I don't want to give too much away on my end. I would rather you say it in your own words. So let's get right into it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will jump into a little bit about me, my story. Uh, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, started my first business when I was 14 years old. And uh, leading up into my late teens, early 20s, my focus and what I believe my purpose on this world was, was to build exciting businesses that excited me. But the world had other plans for me. And uh, I quickly learned you know, that there's a lot more to life than business. So when I was 20 years old, my, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, passed away seven months later. And when I was 25 years old, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and passed away two months later. And these experiences really shaped, shook me to my core and shaped the way I view the world, the way I view my life, and just shaped my perspective and what I believe is important and made me realize that each day is a gift and not a guarantee. And knowing that, it really made me rethink, how do I want to spend my limited time on earth? And that's why I'm here today to talk a little bit about my loss and my perspective now as, as a result and how I'm helping other people recognize how fragile life is and uh, you know the importance of, of going out and pursuing the things that really make you come alive. Because at the end of the day, we're all sort of uh, you know, somewhat in, in a body with, and within that we have a ticking time bomb waiting to expire. So yeah, that's, that's why I'm here today. Wow. So I'm, first of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. Secondly, definitely here for the importance of living in the present, appreciating where you are and um, appreciating the gift of life every day. I would love to talk a little bit more about that sort of perspective shift you were, you were discussing. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, it's interesting. So when 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 my dad died, uh, I was 20 years old. Prior to his death, I had lost an aunt, grandparents, but never someone who was who held the same significance that my dad held in my life. And I would say after he died, uh, it certainly made me take a step back. It made me take a beat, take a pause to think about, you know, wow, life is so fleeting. You know, we're here for a moment in time and uh, oh, yes. nothing's nothing's guaranteed. Prior to uh, really, so he was sick for seven months and leading up to uh, his death, I really never thought that he was going to die. I thought that 
Uh, he had like the the common cold, uh, although I knew he was sick with cancer. I really thought that he was going to get through it and was going to come out on the other side. And, you know, I had some false, f- some false hope, some false reality there. But definitely after he died, you know, my world was was shattered. You know, I was completely crushed. Where I would say that shifted to a greater state of, of gratitude was actually through an experience I had with an organization that I've been involved with for almost nine years called Experience Camps, which is a free mm. one-week camp for kids that have lost a loved one. And it happens every year. It started almost 15 years ago now as 14 kids. And today it's over a thousand kids. And we have locations all over the US. That's amazing. That's incredible. it's, It's incredible. And so I've been involved for nine years now. And I remember my first summer when I went there, the last day, it's only five days, the last day, I call my mom and I'm telling her about the week and I'm telling her how incredible it was. And I remember telling her, you know, the camp ends, the camp is probably 250 kids and the camp ends with the kids all having an opportunity to get up in front of the entire camp one by one to share a little bit about their story, who they lost and what they're grateful for now, what they've been grateful for in the week, really whatever they want to share. And I remember sitting there that night on the final, on the final line of camp, my first summer and just seeing kid after kid after kid and realizing it made me realize how fortunate I was to have 20 solid years with my dad. And I think through, through that experience, I called my mom the next day and I said, you know, absolutely incredible. Although it's so unfair that we lost dad at 20 years old, when I was 20 years old, I am so grateful that I had these 20 years with him. So I would say that for my first <sighs> loss really made me have this moment to realize just how grateful, how lucky the, the miracle it was that I had those 20 quality years with him. Now, on the flip of that, my mom was a very different experience. My mom got sick five years later. It was really out of left field. Two months before she got diagnosed, uh, we went on a hiking trip and she was she was climbing up a mountain. And uh, the fact that she was diagnosed only two months later with the, with a terminal illness was still still in many ways like completely shocking to me just because of the strength she had to go up and, and climb a mountain only two months before. Mm-hmm. But um, when, when she died, there were a few moments that really shaped how I view the world today and uh, what I try to share with other people. But when my, when my mom was sick, she was, she was diagnosed with an extremely rare aggressive cancer. And after two months, she got to one chemo treatment. It wasn't successful. And they ultimately said that we're going to move her into hospice care. And for those, for those that aren't familiar that, that might be tuning in, that's, you know, basically get, get your, get your affairs in order. You don't have a lot of time left. It might be sometimes, you know, it could be days, it could be months, it could be years, but there's nothing more that they can do to sort of extend to fight the, the cancer or the illness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went to my mom that once, once she moved to hospice care and I told her, uh, you know, life, life is so unfair. And I remember that day so vividly. Um, it was in October and the sun was like beaming down on me that day. It was a beautiful day outside. And although it was so sunny and I'm, I'm a very happy, I'm a very happy guy. It was so sunny outside. Mm-hmm. I just remember everything being so gray, so dull. I couldn't feel the happiness, the lightness in, in life. And I get into the room and I hold my mom's hand and I tell her, mom, life, life is so unfair. We lost dad five years ago and now I'm going to lose you too. And she told me life is unfair, but life's also so glorious. And it was really in that moment where like I had this complete shift in perspective where she told me, find, she told me, find the glory. And it, it really just was a complete shift in perspective where it made me realize that life is unfair. Life, 
you know, then in many ways, life, life isn't fair. It never yes. is. It never will be. Mm-hmm. And it made me just sort of come to terms with that and accept that, but recognize that when we wake up, we all have this choice despite our circumstances, despite what we've lived, what we've lived through, that we all have this choice, you know, how, how do we want our day to go? Do we want to go out there and find the glory or do we want to sit and sulk in the unfairness in life? And, you know, there's, there's obviously, um, life can be brutal and there's obviously, you know, in many ways, um, it's not to say you need, you need to work through those things. It's not to say to ignore it, you know, those, those tough moments in your life to, to just push them to the side and say, I'm just going to go and live my life. You know, you, you need to do the hard work to be able to move forward when, when, when life hits you over the head, but you know, you, you can, you can move forward. And that is really what, what happened in that moment. And I remember the, the days following my mom's death in the eulogy that I gave at the funeral, I, I spoke about the questions that, that I'm asking now. Yeah. And I said that why isn't the important question. I could sit here, think about it, but ultimately, why isn't going to give me the answers I need to move forward? The only thing I can focus on is what? What I'm going to do now as a result of the loss that I've lived. And since then, really, my, 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 my greatest realization has been that, and I always said it earlier, but each day truly is a gift, not a guarantee. You know, so many people live as if tomorrow or their death is in, in the far, far, far away future. Yes. And, yep. you know, you know, that's what we all hope for. But the reality is that for so many, it, it isn't. And I think so many, too many people delay happiness. They delay the things they really want to do. They delay uh, their dreams in pursuit of, um, you know, someday in the future. Guilty. But that, that guilty. day in the future that you dream of, that you think about, that day just may never come. And that's just such a clear realization for me. So, you know, now I, I always tell people one of the greatest gifts that I've gotten as a result of, of my grief and the loss is that I don't know how much time I have on this earth, but I know that I have the here and now and I can't control what happens in the future, but I can't control how and where I want to spend that limited time that I'm given. And that's where I choose to focus. And what I tell everyone is, you know, to, to, to realize that you two are going to die and knowing that you know, knowing that, how do you want to live today, right now, next week, next year, and start mapping your life to doing the things that you really want to be doing? Because, you know, tomorrow, it just, tomorrow is not guaranteed. You might, you may not kiss your kids goodnight tomorrow night. You may not go on that next trip that you booked. You know, there's, there's so many examples of that. But um, I think it's really empowering to recognize the fragility in our lives and know that just that, how, how fragile this life really is. I think that can really help empower people to, to go and do the things they really want to do. So often we turn away from exactly what you're talking about, the fragility of life, of the possibility that we could be gone literally any moment, that, that our loved ones can be gone at any moment. And exactly like you said, especially when you're young, you really cannot fathom and sort of actualize the, the concept of death and what that means and how that can affect you even before your own death. The the death of people around you can be impactful, absolutely life-changing. And um, I'm just so impressed by how mature you are and how mature you are speaking on the concept of death and sort of living in the present and everything like that, especially, you know, being so 
young, do you, do people often seem like shocked or surprised when they hear you sort of speaking in in this way? I want to say no, but maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe a little bit. I figured. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely interesting, and it's it's funny hearing you say that because uh, I so relate to that. When 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 my dad died when I was twenty years old, uh, the thought the I really couldn't even the thought of him actually dying, of him not physically making making it through his bout with cancer, was such a foreign idea. You know, and, I, and it's interesting when I look back at that moment, it wasn't even so much in denial. It was just that like I didn't associate that death was even a possibility, which is which is an interesting mm-hmm. thing to think about. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it, it is, I think it's, for me, I'm sometimes taken back by how many people I know who delay their happiness, how many people I know who say like, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And when I retire, then I'm going to live my life. And I'm like, but you may not make it to retirement. You know, like there are so many, mm-hmm. there are so many things that just aren't a guarantee. And too many people are living like, uh, I think the average, the average death is like 78. And I think too, way too many people are living as if they're going to make it to 78 and they have all, all the years ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I also always tell people, you know, like if if you knew you had a year left to live, it's amazing how many people would choose to live differently. Of course, because that puts <laughs> an expiration date on it. That puts the onus on you to actually take action too. So, Absolutely. you know, instead of feeling like, oh, I can put it off into tomorrow, I can sort of procrastinate. I can sort of live in this future that I'm not even sure is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think what's cool also is if you, as you make that window, you know, if you're playing this hypothetical uh, meditation and you start thinking about death, as you shrink that window from a year to six months to three months to a month to a week, the choices you make become even more clear, and mm. it becomes even easier to make those decisions, choices, and you really prioritize the things that are truly important. And I think that there there definitely is something very you can almost use it as a tool, right? To when you start to think about what do I want to do? If you think about that, you have all this time and there's, there's no pressure. You have all this time in the world. You know, that's, that's awesome, but it's going to be very hard to, it might be hard to really focus. Um, mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like if you think about, I have a year, I have six months. It's, if you can bring yourself there, it's extremely easy to, to, to get extremely clear on the things that are truly important to you. Wow. You have me literally thinking <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to well, start saying saying that to myself every know, day. <laughs> you know, I, I, I use this as the example because I'm definitely guilty of it. I think um, phones are like so addicting today. Everyone, you oh, know, you go God. to a base, you go to anything, a sport event, uh, you hang out with friends, you go out to eat, everyone's on their phone. And I, I sometimes I've been oft, often now, like maybe if I go out with my wife for on a date, like once a week, I'll leave my phone at home. Not always, but sometimes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I find that, Sometimes I really feel like I, I can feel it. I, I bring myself to this place of if this was our last meal together, imagine how, imagine what it would be like if we were just both sitting here together, physically together, but on our phones, taking a picture of the food or oh, scrolling, gosh. looking at some picture from that happened six months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that like there's, there's really something empowering and knowing that and, and holding it and feeling it, knowing that tomorrow is not guaranteed. So with that, I'm, I mean, w- piggybacking off of that strategy of sort of thinking of things, I was like, oh, you only have a year left. You only have six months left. What other strategies do you kind of use on sort of your everyday, 
you know, arsenal to find your glory and find your gratitude? How does like a, a somebody who's kind of like, you know, coming into it completely green, how would you sort of guide them to do that for themselves? Yeah, well, I would say there's there's two things that you can do. One's really easy. One's a lot more challenging. Uh, the first thing I'd say is start your day with gratitude. Start your day with with putting yourself in this place of, I'm already winning today. And what I mean by that is people create different gratitude practices. For me, I have a little journal and I write one thing that I'm, I'm letting go of, three things I'm going to focus on for that day, and the things that I'm grateful for in that moment. And the grateful piece is very repetitive. It is almost to a T. It's almost the same thing every single day. And for me, it's health, safety. And then from there, it goes into other things like my body, today, like this moment, waking up, and, and it goes on from there. But for me, I, I feel extremely grounded in just knowing that I have my health, safety, food, food or the ability to put food on the table. Yeah. Like I already know that once I have those basic needs covered, I've already won the day, right? It's going to be very hard to have... It's going to be hard to have a bad day after you focus on those things. I sometimes think about people just forgetting people who are who are sick, like my parents were, were fighting their cancer, people who don't have the ability to just roll over and put their feet on the ground in the morning. Maybe they're, they're paralyzed. You know, there are so many like simple, simple things that are just truly such a blessing and such a miracle. Mm-hmm. And... I feel that in the morning when I, when I roll over and get out of bed and put my two feet on the ground and um, I still have my health and I have the ability to go make choices with my day, I, I feel I'm grateful for this moment. I'm grateful for today. I've already won. Like today's a good day. Not to say that bad things won't happen in that day, but you yeah. know, like that's a very grounding place to, to start your day. To start your day. Yeah. I would, I would say the, the second thing, the second piece of advice that I would give is to really focus on what you want to do, where you want to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, and it's definitely, it's, it, this part isn't so simple, right? Because you have, you have, you have the... So many options, so many obligations and responsibilities. A lot of obligation, yep. a lot of responsibility, right? Like a lot of people, I, I see it, I'm, I'm 20, I'm 29, but I see a lot of people who, um, you have, you have a family, you have kids to feed, you have kids to put through school. There are so many obligations. So it's not always as simple as just, Hey, I can do whatever I want to do. But I think what's very important is to be very intentional about why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can become very intentional around that, um, you'll live in a happier state. You'll live in a state of I'm doing this because I want to do X, Y, Z. Sometimes, you know, you make, you make a rash, you make a choice, you make a decision. Like, I'm going to do this thing. I personally don't really like it, but it's going to afford me the opportunity to feed my kids, to put food on the table, to go on that vacation. So there's all different reasons why you, you know, why you might want to do what you want to do. I think the intentionality piece is what's extremely important. I think people who are just doing for the sake of doing and they're not getting clear around why they're doing it, mm-hmm. I think that becomes a very tough place to live and I think that you can definitely become a lot happier if you are being very intentional with the choices you're making. Gosh, okay. Intention, gratitude. Like I am really... Can I say one more? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say, I'd say the last thing, the last piece of advice that I would definitely give is to focus time for yourself, to, to focus on the mm. things. I call these things your daily vitamins. Mm-hmm. So focus on the things that are going to make you feel good. 
And I think, I think I see a lot of people. I have one of my, one of my best friends for a long time, so focused on work, never taking any time for himself. And he'd be miserable and he'd be like, dude, you love surfing. Just block off a Tuesday once a month and get in the ocean, take your surfboard out, get in the ocean and just disconnect, make that space. So I think what, what going back to intentionality, you can get very intentional or clear on the things that make you feel good. Whether it be you wake up and you're not using your phone, whether it be you go for a walk in the park once a day, you call a friend once a week, you see a, you see a group of friends once a week, whatever it is, whatever those things are for you, write those things down and then put it on your calendar and make, make a commitment to those things because those things are going to make you feel good. And I think if you can actually make that commitment, you're going to be a lot happier. You're going to be a lot more intentional with how you're using your time. And as a result, you're going to live a happier life. You know, I, I call those things my daily vitamins. And every single morning, I sort of have a, a quick 30-minute practice that I aspire to do. I'm not perfect. I don't do it every single day. But I aspire to do those things every single day because I know that those things ultimately make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And I just try to stack the deck to, to make it as easy as possible to like live in the state of happiness. Oh my gosh. Uh, that is such great <laughs> advice. No, no, nah, thank uh, you. Like seriously, you're very welcome. That is such great advice. Starting off from a place of, you know, happiness and joy, and then moving into that state of gratitude, moving into then action into that intention. It's all synergistic. It's all connected. And it's so nice that you just laid it out so simply because, uh, you know, a lot of People know what they should be doing, but it's hard to sort of articulate it in, you know, put it into practice on the daily. So, so before we wrap up, Danny, is there anything that you want to sort of leave with the audience besides this incredible, incredible advice? I <laughs> oh, appreciate that. I would say my biggest piece of advice would be, you know, knowing that you two are going to die. How do you want to spend your limited time on this earth? I think really, you know, use, use death as a tool. Bring yourself to that point of understanding that tomorrow's not guaranteed. Next year's not guaranteed. Five years aren't guaranteed from now. And focus on what, what you want to do with your time. And it's not to say, you know, God willing, everyone is going to live to, to 78 and beyond. But, you know, knowing, knowing that you two are going to die, just how do you want to spend that? How do you want to spend your limited time and go and do it? Mm, oh my gosh, give me chills. Very powerful. No, thank you, Danny. Thank you so much for sharing your story with everybody, for sharing your story with me. This has been, I mean, just, I truly feel like I just walked out of like a like motivational conference and like I'm so pumped up. And I really love that, like I said, the actionable tips that you left everybody. So thank you so much again. I appreciate that. Well, hopefully uh, this will inspire someone somewhere to get out there and live, live more purposefully. That's the goal. That's the goal. And with that, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Um, Again, if you have any feedback, let me know, leave me a review, send me an email. And I know you guys know what I'm going to say next. Very cheesy, but I love each and every one of you, and please do not forget to bloom where you are planted.